Time to get stuck into the Sydney form. Ray, welcome back. A few scratchings around the place, a few dual acceptors, but a solid program today at Rose Hill nonetheless. Yeah, certainly is. The meeting's held up well, hasn't it, Rich, despite the number of meetings we've had around. And didn't Tom explain that, that protest midweek well there? Because you're right, Rich, if the horse who dead-heated for second and had his birthday, it would have been unfair if the horse didn't win the race as well. But it was one of those protests that had everyone talking, didn't it? Yeah, I just, yeah, sort of had a... Oh, the, the, the rules, the rules, and, and, and yeah. Munns can, can elaborate um, because he, you know, it's part of the discussion as well. I just thought, thought if you're if you're the one protesting, if you're the one good enough to throw in the protest and it's upheld, maybe you should be the outright winner. But that's that's not the rule, and that's that's and that's it, fine. And it penalises that horse who dead heated, didn't it? So it's it's one of those ones. It's probably fifty fifty, but um, at least Tom explained it well. I hope those listeners uh, could follow where he's coming from because it was such a complicated. Um, uh, protest and the outcomes, and it, it certainly was was um, a real talking point. It's a it's for Blue Moon top protest as well. Would, I don't know when the next <laughs> one of those uh, will happen. Uh, he's off. Uh, he's on the backup from uh, the Kensington meeting yesterday. He's diving into Rose Hill today. On I speak of Brad Gray. Morning, Brad. Yeah. Good morning, Hainsey. Uh, good morning, Ray. Listeners and Muns. I left the Kenzo on good terms with the big fella in the red suit on the Kenzo meeting last night. So hopefully, a bit of that magic can rub off. Uh, on the what do you mean? Today, with Santa. He was out there on the Kenzo. Did you catch up with him? Yeah, I did. I did. I'm on good terms with him, as I say. So hopefully <laughs> that means we can find a few winners today. That little bit of that magic dust that he can throw off my form guide today can give us a bit of luck. But it's a, it's a meeting where you think it's either going to be feast or famine for the punters, don't you? So three odds mm. on favourites. I'm not sure if the punters should be nervous or excited. Let's go with excited. Then you throw Frumos into the mix as a $2.40 chance. So... If they all lob, happy days, and they all look very hard to beat. So just quickly on this track, Rose Hill, rail out five metres. You do find that once it gets beyond five metres, so we're talking the six-metre position, it tends to come a little bit fence in run. Five metres, a little bit inconclusive, but I would think that all horses get their chance, at least when the rail was last in the five-metre position. It was a very fair track, so may the best horses win. Glenn Munsey, when was the last time you were on good terms with Santa? Morning, mate. Yeah, morning, Richard, Ray, uh, Brad, and all the listeners. Well, um, the Rotund fellow in the red suit, if he could have just give Lech Varte uh, just a little bit of an extra dig, <laughs> I would have been on very, very good terms uh, with, the, with that chappie. But, of course, as is normal in my life when they're good odds, they find a way of running second. How's the business been on this meeting so far? Uh, it's what been pretty seen? good, Richard. Um, the, the track here today, listening to Brad's comments there, we've got a pen, a pen of 4.96 down from 4.91 yesterday. So that four mils of irrigation, 17 mils for the week, and that rain on Tuesday night, 10 mils of rain there. Last Saturday, at the start of the day, we had a pen of 4.93, a going stick of 9.5, and we're upgraded to a good three after the first race. Uh, so we've got a, a, a 4.96 today, a going stick of 9.3. So not as firm as last Saturday. And it's be interesting to see how long it takes, if it does take them to upgrade this track to a good three today. Let's get stuck in. Race one today. We get going with the Schweppes handicap at 20 minutes past midday. And Munns, we start the day with a benchmark 72 at the 1,800 metres. Four scratchings leave a field of seven in the first. 
there, and our first runner here is Notions. We've heard uh, the uh, uh, co-trainer there, Richard Freeman, talk about uh, uh, what uh, a pleasure she is to have around, and uh, she has a $6 chance here. Secret Glamour at $4.20. We've got Rosovo at $5. Kazalak is our favourite at $3.90. Wangehu with the blinkers on today at $6. Nautical Miss at $8.50. Fuller is out, ran yesterday, five cents a win and six cents a place. Chilco Lake ran yesterday, two cents a win and one cent a place. Kovalika out, runs in Brisbane, 14 cents a win and 11 cents a place. Villadin out, run yesterday, five cents a win and five cents a place. And Reginald, who was the name of my grandfather, Reginald Munsey, uh, was a, or is, a $14 chance. Now they've opened a fresh market here this morning and pushed Kazalark from 380 to 390, but it is the most popular runner. But it's only a round of drinks on that market this morning. It was the most popular runner in that market, the old market as well. Um, Rosovo was second pick, and third pick was Secret Glamour. Now it was as short as three. 90 this morning, Secret Glamour, and they've pushed it to 420. So, have they chopped anything here? Rosovo stays the same. Wangehu, 650 to 6. Uh, Nautical missed 950 to 850. They're the minor changes in the first. They just go and find their spots here, Brad, don't they? Yeah, they will. Uh, Notion's obviously ridden with cover. That seems to be the go with her. She'll just tuck in behind the speed, and the two spots look to be Nautical Miss and Reginald here, Ray. So, I think the tempo will be solid enough. Which should suit Kazalark. Um, after the scratchings, he's the only three-year-old in this race. It's four, three, and four-year-olds. But uh, I thought he showed a well. He's showing a lot of promise, isn't he, Brady? Just his three starts. He won his maiden second up at Hawkesbury, and then went to the Group Three Spring Stakes. Was in that bunch finish, running a very close second at Pierossa. That was over sixteen hundred at Newcastle. I think if anything, the eighteen hundred will suit him even more. He looks like a a, a promising young stayer in the making, Kazalark, and he's a striking-looking colt too. You won't see a, a, a better-looking horse all day at Rose Hill and Kazalark, and he's got a lot of upside. I've got him on top of the four, Kazalark, from One Nations. We heard from Richard Freeman earlier, this man needs to be ridden with cover. That wasn't the case at Newcastle last start when she was beaten as favourite, but she could bounce back here and run very, very well if she gets... Uh, the race run to suit. Rosovo, very consistent this prep. He'll work his way into the race from probably off the speed. He'll be running home hard. And two secret glamour. Uh, one well at Sandown last start. This is a mare he should also appreciate going out to 1,800 metres. You can make a case virtually for all seven here, Brad, but I've gone four Kazalark on top, four, one, three and two. Yeah, well, on that theme, I'm going to throw a different number into the mix here. I tend to agree. It is a race with plenty of different angles. I've gone the way of five, Wangahu, five, four, eleven, and one. I know on paper he looked at every possible chance at Canterbury last start, and it's hard to disagree with that, but he gave a, a fair bit of weight to the runner-up, and I do think the runner-up there uh, is pretty handy uh, with that Godolphin Galloper. So, yeah, I like his form references prior to that. Uh, he was very good behind the likes of White Marlin, Manzois, and, and then had a little bit of a break and hit the line behind Mission Phoenix. So I think there's some nice depth to his form lines, bigger track suits. You take out his wet runs, uh, and his form is pretty consistent. So I think he gets the right kind of setup here to potentially 
go one better for Kazalak. Uh, he's the horse with untold upside. Uh, he's still got the L plates on, doesn't he? So whatever he's doing at the moment, he's only going to get better with racing and in time. Uh, Pedigree-wise, everything he's done today suggests that he'll relish getting out to 1,800 metres. I thought 11 Reginald could run a cheeky race here. I know he's the, the race outsider as a $14 chance, but six-day backup, race-fit leader, Tim Clark in the saddle. That's piqued my interest, and I've got one notions in as the next best. Bit of a disaster there last start where she just got a little bit keen cover ground uh, and she's certainly better than that as we saw first up when not far off the likes of Waterford 5 4 11 and 1. Darren Flindell he's back off a, a little bit of a let up today and Darren's with number two Secret Glamour to beat three Rosovo five Wong Yahoo and four Kazalark two three five and four for Darren in the first on the day. Here's a race, gents. Race two, the Tab Highway. And Munns, a class three at the 1,500 metres for the second of the day. Yeah, running $5 a field for a highway, which is pretty normal. Uh, free state here, Sarah Murray. Leslie, wasn't she good this morning? Mm. Um She's up and about, I tell you. Well, I think she must have been on a treadmill herself. She was uh, huffing and puffing there. Uh, Free State is a $13 chance here. Sung Blue with the blinkers on at $5.50. Zadig is $14. The Dramatist, $5, and that price makes it favourite in a wide betting race. Memories with the the concussion plates on the front at $13. We've got Alma Hero at $17. Murabinda Mick. Scotty Singleton's had a few changes here. The Norton bit goes on. The earmuffs pre-race, but the tongue tie comes off and the blinkers come off. Will it settle a little bit better here, Murabinda Mick? It's $11 for Amy McLucas. Smoother Spree at $16. Lumber Dream is a $15 chance. Dark Satin at $34. Dan Zadell at $16. Pacini is an $18 chance. Radio Head at $7.50. Last not least, out no deductions. Sia Flames at $51. Lady Tabloid at $26. Of course, Nikolov now training out of Queenbian, so he gets straight into the highways. He doesn't get made an emergency. Master of Rewards, Julia Presseteer, is our rider for the Baker, and it is a $71 chance and put the line through every other runner, and no deductions taken for any of those. Righto, most popular runner here will probably be Radiohead. No, it isn't. It's actually The Dramatist. Uh, most popular runner here. Um, you could say it, it really is a full field here. So $9 best price given about it. Halved its quote into a $5 chance, the dramatist. Second pick is Radiohead, as much as $12 given about it. Already eight fifty uh, eight seven fifty this morning. Third pick, Little Between Sung Blue and Dan Zadell, who as much as $41 was given about it and has been 17 to 16 this morning. Easy map, straightforward map, or tricky map, Brad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I've got no idea, to be honest. They're just going to sort themselves out, aren't they? So I've actually <clears throat> coming across and leading. Uh, she was pretty brave doing a, from a similar role there, last uh, memories probably gets the drag price. You've got the likes of Sea of Flames and Alma Hero. Uh, their jockeys have got decisions to make from the wide gate. I think the two that are drawn best to take advantage of low draws here, Zadig, whether he's... Given a dig, maybe third up he leads, because he did win his highway. Won't be far away. So it's one of those races, Ray, that you could probably run 10 times and get 10 different results. Yeah, deep race, isn't it, Brad? I'm with the two sung blue blinkers going on. Third up, comes out of a benchmark 72 at Rose Hill, where he was very competitive behind deep snow. Looks hard to beat in the midway later on in the program. So he's got the right form lines. Sung blue going out to the 1500. 
run of the race stuff suits him and in a very, very open um, highway to Sung Blue on top. For the dramatist, we know what he'll do. He'll get back. The pace will be genuine given the size of the field and if he gets clear running from the top of the straight, he's the horse they'll have to hold out. He'll be flying late the dramatist but I've got Sung Blue on top from the dramatist Radiohead very consistent very genuine liked its run last out at Newcastle on the highway behind Knives Edge little gap between runs no issue there coming back slightly from the 1600 to the 15 today he'll be also finishing fast and that money that Glenn mentioned for Danzadil, there were good signs there last start at Kembla when she ran fifth in the highway, a class three, similar grade over 1,400 behind Tap and Run and Danzadil into $14 now, probably its right price, will run a competitive race in another very, very open highway. Two Sung Blue on top, 2, 4, 13 and 11. Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice here with Radiohead. 13 2 4 and 7. It's never an easy watch given his pattern, but I thought he did a huge job to run second at Newcastle last start. Don't think he would have beaten the winner, Knife's Edge, but given he got back to last from Barry One and had to circle the field, uh, to be only beaten four lengths was an enormous effort, and he certainly should have finished to the winner at the very least. So he's going to need luck at the right time. I think he's going particularly well, and if he gets this place, we know he's, he possesses a Killer turn of foot. Two sun blue. Not just his own luck. I do like that form reference through deep snow last start. Should be peaking now. Third run back. Probably prefer him with the sting out of the ground. Uh, but he is capable on top of the ground. And the blinkers go on for the first time. The dramatist. He didn't have a lot of luck through that same race as Radiohead last start. I do much prefer the setup here. Third up. 1500 metres as opposed to 1200 to 1600 metres second up. So no excuses for him. And seven Murabinda Mick. Uh, he was okay there last start. And he does get a, a seven kilo weight drop. So 13, 2, 4, and 7. The dramatist on top for Darren Flindell is with number 4 in the highway to beat 13, Radio Ahead, 8, Smooth Esprit, and 2, Sung Blue. 4, 13, 8, and 2. Your numbers there for Darren on race number 2 on the program. Race 3 is the ACY Securities Handicap and Munns, 3-year-olds. Here's some emerging types for sure, a benchmark 72, 1,200 metres. Yeah, it's fairly apt that uh, Darren t- uh, tipped the dramatist there because that's apparently well, on his numerous overseas trips when they lose his luggage and everything. That's usually how he goes on, the dramatist. Good morning to Darren. Lovely to have him back in Australia for the short period of time that he'll probably be here. Uh, the third here, forecaster, is a $26 chance. Gaza Blanca, odds-on favourite here at $1.80. Operative is out, $0.08 cents a win and $0.09 cents a place. Sorgent or Sorgente, uh, Richard Callard, if you could tell me what the pronunciation Pronunciation is it'd be handy. Uh, it's a six dollar fifty chance. Yoshino is at fourteen dollars. Great Barrier Reef is a ten dollar chance. Tashi with a nasal strip on. I've noticed a lot of Peter and Paul Snowden horses lately have nasal strips on. It's an eight dollar chance. Felix Majestic at ten dollars. Sunshine in Paris is out nine cents a win and nine cents a place. And Invitational is a $14 pop. One of the better back runners on the card here, Garza Blanca. Well, even went up a $3.30 chance, was operative in the race, was into two fifty, then two thirty. Operative came out one ninety, one eighty five, one eighty since that point in time. Has four times the amount of money on Sorgent or Sorgente. Uh, and it's uh, a best of seven fifty, a low of six, now six fifty, and they are 85% of the money between the two of them on the race. Where do they settle here, Brad? 
Yeah, well, I guess most pertinently, where does the favourite settle? I think he just parks him behind the speed, Garza Blanca. Uh, I think he possesses enough gate speed to at least punch up and, and be forward of midfield in a race that looks a little bit tactical. <clears throat> You're going to have Felix Majestic, I think, holding the front. Yoshino sits on his shoulder, Sorgent maybe holds a spot from barrier one. Uh, I do think he's better ridden a touch conservatively, though, and Garza Blanca, maybe one out, one back, getting every possible chance here, Ray. Yeah, and we heard from Peter Snowden earlier, Brad, he said Tashi should be able to hold her spot from that inside gate as well. So, uh, look, he's short enough now, Garza Blanca, after the scratching of operative, but you can understand why, if you look at what he did at Cranbourne last start, just his fourth run, he won a, a maiden at Matoa earlier in the spring, but last start at Cranbourne, he made a mess of his rivals, beat a very smart filly in Greece by three lengths, easing up, um, uh, put a big margin on them late, ran very fast time. Uh, he looks the real deal, Garza Blanca, but that dollar eighty, that's that is short enough. I, I'm interested in seven Tashi, and I'd like to hear your thoughts, Brad, because I, I thought there were really good signs from Miss Philly when she resumed in the operative race at Rose Hill. Didn't have the best of luck that day. Hit the line nicely. She'll get the right run from that inside gate here, and uh, she might be the knockout horse if there's any chinks in the armour of the favourite. Four Sorgente did a good job at Canterbury first up. He can only improve off that. And, look, if, if you like Tashi, you've got to include Felix Majestic um, at odds. He did a good job in that operative race finishing alongside Tashi last start. He's some chance as well. Two Garza Blanca. Does look the one to beat, but that dollar eighty, that's short enough. Two, seven, four, and eight. Yeah, it's impossible to tip against him, isn't it? Because mm. it's a pretty simple formula for him. All he has to do is repeat what he did last start, and he'll win again and probably win just as comfortably. So, yeah, he's placed beautifully here. That was the first time he'd seen a dry track. And as you reference, Ray, when you're beating Greece uh, by a couple of lengths, that's a pretty handy form reference. So he looks destined to skip through the grades, and I think he'll justify the short quote. Now, if there's a forgotten runner here, is it the Great Barrier Reef? I know that. He's got his few little quirks and inconsistencies, but he's a dead-set dry tracker. Uh, he gets that again here. I do like the progression out to 1,200 metres. He probably should have been fighting out the finish, if not winning at Warwick Farm last start. Just didn't see daylight. You go back to his Danehill run, uh, where he wasn't beaten all that far by Giga Kiss, Giga Kick and Buenos Notros, so he's got a lot more talent than his record suggests on paper. Seven Tashi. Yeah, I've got her in the mix, Ray. Um, I tend to agree. I love to run there first up, especially in the context of just the one soft trial over 740 mm, metres. So out of all those horses coming through that race, you'd think she's the one that can really bounce off that with the most improvement to come. And eight, Felix Majestic. I've found a spot for him as well. Could get Matt Favors here controlling the race. And if they don't give him the due respect, there's every chance that he gives a bit of cheek and proves hard to run down with 54 kilos on his back. Two, six, seven, and eight. Okay, Darren is with Gaza Blanca as well here. Two on top to beat seven, Tashi. Puts four, Sorjonte in for third, and number eight, Felix Majestic for fourth. So Darren Flindell's tips for race three at Roseville are two from seven, four, and eight. Going on to race number four at the Gardens this afternoon, Phillies and Mares here, Muns the Girls in a benchmark 78 at the 1350 metres, and all 11 are there to face the start of the return of Frumos. Yes, and uh, Richard, thank you very much to Richard Callender. He just got off the rowing machine in the gym, and he tells me that it's Sorgenta. It's Italian for sauce, like a headwater of a spring, and it is by headwater. So that is the pronunciation for runner number four in race number three. Get back to the rowing machine, Richard. Uh, race number four here at Rose Hill Gardens today, and we've got Ruby Tuesday. Of course, this is the, the mayor that uh, part of the... Uh, 
uh, prize money earned goes to the uh, the National Breast uh, Care uh, people, and uh, she's raised a great deal of money over the time for that. So a good uh, initiative there by the owners of Ruby Tuesday, and it's a uh, $17 chance. Zuda Moon at $9, Bella Rouge at 9 10 Bells at 9 Stolen Jade with the winkers on and the blinkers off at $26, Thalassophile at $6, Frumos is our favourite at $2.40, Almadina at 17 Miraview at 11 Bowery Breeze at 26 La Jolie Fee is a $31 chance. Complete one-way truck here for Frumos. Went up $3 on Wednesday, was $2.40 by Thursday and hasn't moved from that $2.40 chance since then. And in fact, about 90% of the money is on it at $2.40. It is a very, very, very long way ahead of the second pick, which is, the, uh, no, 10 Bell's second pick, then Thalassophile and Ruby Tuesday. Barrier 1, Frumos, Brad. Yes, you're just praying that she can take advantage of that. I know she's not blessed with natural speed, but you think Barry Wine at this level, she can at least park up midfield, and then she's just going to hope for the breaks at the right time. So at the top end, it looks pretty straightforward, dare I suggest. Zuda Moon takes up the running. La Jola Fee won't be far away. And Ruby Tuesday, pending whether she jumps on terms or not, can be prominent, but we know she can be a little bit tardy away at times, Ray. Yeah, I'm with Frumos. Brad, what she is blessed with is dynamic acceleration. There was a day there at Rose Hill during the winter when she was held up behind runners and found the gap and in a twinkling of an eye she put the race to bed. That's what this mare is capable of doing. The inside gate is a concern though. She'll just need to find clear galloping room and she's never struck a, a good track in her short career to date. But in a recent Rose Hill trial on a good track, she moved beautifully. She's got a lovely action, and as I said, she's got that brilliant burst of acceleration when she lets down, and she's well above average. And first up here at the 13.50, no issue at all. Seven Fremont's the one to beat from her stablemate number six, the Lassafile, who comes off that sold effort at Newcastle when resuming in a close third of ten bells last start. She'll improve off that. Uh, two, Zudamon, uh, honest mare this, and she won well at Eagle Farm last start, gets any sort of control up front, she'll she'll be hard to run down, and number 10, Bowery Breeze, might be the one at odds who could run really well here, I thought her run at Kembla, she was unleashing down the centre of the track, and she was going to win till probably her condition gave out in the last 100 metres. She's been beaten less than a length into fourth spot. Against that, Brad, her second-up record is not great, but um, that return at Kembla indicates she's in for a good prep. 7, 6, 2 and 10, race 4. Frumos clearly on top. Yeah, I'm with her too, and pretty keen on her chances. Isn't hindsight a wonderful thing in racing? At the time, we thought $1.60, she's been rolled at Rose Hill. That was the last time we saw her at the races. And you're thinking she's disappointing at the time. Well, it turns out hope in your heart rolled her. And we know what hope in mm. your heart has gone on to do since. So you did highlight the fact, Ray, that she's never seen a good track, which I guess is in the back of my mind. But I think all being equal, she does look a mere destined to, to skip through the grades. And I think she'll end up grades better than benchmark 78 level. To Zuda Moon, the advantage she has is that tactical speed. So she'll make her own luck. She's eight weeks between runs and has to cope with a drop back to the mile, but she's pretty versatile and she's right in the zone at the moment, isn't she? She's won three of her past five, so she's hard enough to beat from out in front. Bella Rouge, the stalemate to Frumos, 
bit of a sticky gate and it probably dents her winning prospects. I imagine they have to probably drag back from there, but I think she's going a little bit better than her form suggests this time back. Uh, she was wide and working last start, loomed to do something and then just peaked on her run. So fitness-wise, no excuses now. Third up, she just needs a few things to go right from the gate. And sixth, Thalassophile. Uh, yeah, she's hard enough to beat. She's probably better with the sting out of the ground, but she did prove there last start and has in the past that she can handle uh, firmer deck. So seven, two, three, and six. Seven on top for Darren as well. Seven, Frumos in race four to beat two, Zoo de Moon. Eleven, La Jolie Fee. And four, ten bells. So for race four for Darren, it's seven, two, eleven, and four. On to race five at Rose Hill Gardens this afternoon. It will be our midway. Uh, Muns this week at benchmark 72 at the 1,300 metres. Yes, and we start with a scratching and a steero. The deduction there, seven cents a win and seven cents a place. Highly desired is a $12 chance. Dr. Evil at 26. Deep Snow, $4.20. That price makes it favourite. New Tycoon at $34. Dalalat, speaking of Darren Flindell and the boys from the, the Donny, the Mayor of Kensington there uh, with him. Dalalat is a $10 chance. DiMaggio at $7.50. Divine Breath is a $4.80 chance. Revivalist at $23. Sensationalisation at $11. Irish Kisses is out $0.03 cents a win and $0.04 cents a place. Pazitas out $0.04 cents a win and $0.06 cents a place. Silk Tie is an $8 chance. Byron at 18 Our Bell Fee is out, no deduction. Oh Golly Gosh with the synthetic hoof filler on at 26 Rasmont, Reese Jones, your rider there, was $21. It's now 23 And the old boy not coming to town today. What a marvel he is. Isa Richie registered his 16th win at his 145th start the other day. Uh, he won't be running in the midway and no deduction taken for him. Uh, most popular runner here is Deep Snow. Uh, a best of five, a low of four. He's been four out to 4.20 this morning. Second pick is Divine Breath, and she has been five into 4.80 this morning. Third pick will be Silk Tie, is 8.50 to $8 this morning, as much as $21, given about it. And the next pick would be Sensationalisation, who's 12.13, 10 out to 11 today. Your map here, Brad, for the midway, please. Yeah, well, looking at Deep Snow, it's the one that you probably circle in terms of where's he going to get to from the gate. But drawn two to his inside looks the likely leader in Highly Desired. So there's every chance that he does get a card across here. Now, outside of that sensationalisation, uh, she is a mare that can put herself on speed. But at her last couple, she's just failed to muster. So I do like the booking there of Tim Clark. Uh, maybe that shows intent in terms of putting her right there on top of the speed again. And Byron is the other horse with enough tactical speed to, to probably put herself right there as well. Yeah, it's just the barrier with Deep Snow, isn't it, Brad? Um, if you're right and it comes across with high desire, it might just blow this field away. But just the awkward barrier has me lean towards eight divine breath because I think she's going to get the right run from her favourable draw. She's had the two runs back and at Kembla last start, she didn't have a lot of galloping room on the inside there and she was in that blanket finish in the race won by Star Beretta but only beaten a length and a half into sixth position that came off a good fourth when she resumed at Rose Hill so she can only improve off that and as I said run of the race stuff goes her way here I think she'll be hard to beat eight divine breath from seven DiMaggio had no luck at all in that ISO rich race at Wyong that Glenn mentioned earlier uh, was beaten favourite that day but was held up for most of the straight should have finished a lot closer and uh, it'll be right in the finish again DiMaggio four deep snow as I said any sort of luck at all 
probably blows this field away. He was very good winning at Rose Hill in the midweek's last start. And 10, Sensationalisation, another um, horse in really good form. Jason Deem's got a nice team here today, all in good touch, all very competitive chances. 8, Divine Breath on top, 8, 7, 4 and 10. I've gone 4, 2, 10 and 8. I'm leaning on getting this map right and hopefully he does get a card across deep snow and he can offset that wide draw because he's a horse very much on the up. Uh, I think he can go to another level again here and he was a good winner there last start, albeit mm. he'd get everything run to Sue. He just camped in behind a pretty gentle speed uh, and put the race away pretty much halfway down the straight. So I do think he can build off that. Angela Davies places her horses exceptionally well. He's had that time and time again, and that's case in point here. Too highly desired. I don't want to underestimate the old boy. He has won his past two first up. Uh, what you see is what you get. He's always a tough nut to crack. It just comes down to how much work he has to do in the early stages. To get across, I think the first part of the race is also really important here to sensationalisation. If she happens to jump on terms and can put herself right there, she's going to be very hard to beat. We saw what she was capable of doing in Queensland last campaign when she found the front at Doombin, hasn't been able to replicate that since because when she gets back in the ruck, she just doesn't have that turn of foot to get herself into the finish. She's a, a building style of mare and eight divine breath. Um, I've got her in the numbers and I tend to agree. Uh, I know yourself keen on this horse and, and so is Duff. That does look a nice sense of timing about divine breath here, third up, four, two, ten and eight. Uh, four as well for Darren, deep snow on top for Darren, four to beat eight, Divine Breath puts number six, uh, Dalalat in for third, and 13 silk ties. So Darren's numbers for race five, the midway, four, uh, four, eight, six, and 13. On to race number six, we go this afternoon, the Fujitsu General Handicap here. Munns will have a benchmark, 78, and they're going over the 2,000 metres. Yes, and we start with Zoom on here, who's back in Sydney for Gay and Adrian, and the offside bubble chica comes off, and it is the favourite at three dollars and twenty cents. Smirk with the blinkers on at seven fifty. Greek hero out. I think it's in Brisbane. Six cents a win and seven cents a place. Shibley at seven dollars fifty. Tampering at seventeen dollars. King of Clubs back at a gelding today at thirteen dollars. Shame on us at ten. Main stage at twenty six. Ocean Miss. Scratch from Pakenham comes to town here uh, for David and Coral Feek. And uh, the standard tips go on the hind and the standard tips uh, uh, on the front come off. And it is a $7.50 chance. Marzabit, last week's winner of the Country Classic for Danny Williams at $23. Mr. G is out, three cents a win and three cents a place. Olympic Theatre at 12 made by Khan at $16. And one more Sapphire is a $17 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Zoom on the toppy, as much as 380 330 to 320 today, has doubled the investment on its nearest rival, which is Shibley, who got a tighten up from 8 to 750 this morning. Third pick would be Smirk, and fourth pick would be Made by Khan. Don't stand too far in front of the barriers, Brad, because you won't have time to get out of the way. They'll go that quick early. Hey, uh, yeah, you're not Brad. wrong, ones. Brad, just before yes. you give your, your map thoughts here, a bit of feedback on the open, the text line here. Ar Arnold from Port Macquarie's on the text. He says, morning, gents. Race six, can anyone explain to me why why, why Marsabit is 20 to 1? If it runs up to the times from last week, looks like it can win again. Yeah, Danny Williams, Jane, who was the country classic winner from last week, wasn't it, with Amy McLucas, who gave it a, a peach of a ride there. I guess the thing in his favour is the fact that you do find that once Danny Williams' horses find their form... They tend to, don't they? So he was obviously desperate for 2,000 metres. He got that and he did improve. So 
No knock. I haven't got him in the numbers, but he is going to be well set up here uh, after the claim and probably the speed paper. So, yeah, he can run a race for sure. How does the map set, set up for you? It is going to be busy. Yeah, Munn's referenced it. You don't typically see so much speed uh, for a middle distance race, benchmark 78, but they're going to keep each other very busy in the early stages. Main stage goes forward. Zoom on carves across. Shame on us comes across. You've got Made by Khan there. And even the Melbourne Raider, Ocean Miss, uh, she's got some speed herself. So, yeah, I think it's uh, maybe just going to be set up for something just parking behind the speed. At least that's my read on it, Ray. Yeah, they will roll along, won't they, Brad? Look, I think it actually suits Zumon because he's not the type of horse who can sit and sprint. He needs to get into that rhythm, which he did at Moonee last start when he led and dictated under 61 and dominated the race. I know it was only a benchmark 70, but remember, this is a horse who did run a very good fourth in the ATC Australian Derby by behind Hitotsu earlier this year. Um, he goes into this race third up off that runaway win at Mooney Valley. He doesn't necessarily have to lead, so if that speed is on, he can take a sit third or fourth. As long as he's in that rhythm, Brad, um, he's just a genuine stay. He hasn't got a turn of foot, but what he does do, he just keeps rolling. And I've got him on top, the one zoom on from two. Smirk, talking of classic form, she also ran well in the classics last season, running fourth in Gypsy Goddess's Queensland Oaks. And she's had the three runs back. And last start at Kembla Grange over the 2000, she wasn't beaten far in the Shame on Us race. And she's got further improvement to come, Smirk. Uh, 12 Olympic Theatre. I think that genuine tempo is going to suit him because he's another horse who'll just keep rolling along. And last start at Queenbeen, he tried to lead throughout, run down late by Invincible Dash. But he's not far off a win. The big weight drop um, for him suits him here and seven shame on us can't fault this horse's form he's in career best off those successive Kembler Grange wins at his last two starts but one zoom on on top one two twelve and seven Brad I've gone the way of four Shibley here now I know it takes a leap of faith and a bit of imagination but that market support that continues to come for him Maybe he says that I'm not on my own there in terms of imagining things. So I just think the key to this horse is a dry track, and he's only seen Rose Hill twice in the past. You have to go back a couple of campaigns, admittedly, uh, and he's won two of them. So, yeah, I just think the setup's right. I did like the way that he was trending prior to last start. He struck a wet track, and the jockey feedback there was that he simply, simply didn't handle it. So I think this is a winnable race for him. Uh, and you go back through last preparation, it was a complete forget. Three of his four runs were on heavy track. So... Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen his best, but I do think he sets up to show it here today. Six, King of Clubs, big watch on him. I don't think we quite saw the best of him in his first campaign in Australia. We know with these imports, they can take a preparation or two to acclimatise. Returns a gelding. I like the fact that he resumes over 2,000 metres, and he did start hard in the market in his two previous Australian runs. So a bit of respect there. One, zoom on. He's going to be hard enough to beat. I'm just a little bit worried about the pressure he's going to have to absorb here. And you go back to his, his last two wins, and they were at Canterbury and Mooney Valley. So obviously those tight tracks where he can get out in front and really ping off the home turn. Bit of a different setup for him here. And five, tampering. I do think 2,000 metres is on the outer limits uh, in terms of stretching him, but he's such a consistent horse and he maps to get the run of the race again. So if you're having a trifecta of first four, he's a must include. Four, six, one and five. You're not alone, Brad. Four, Shibley uh, on top here to beat five, Tampering, one, Zoom On, and two, Smirk. So four, five, 
Uh, four, five, one, and two for Darren in race number six at Rosehill Gardens today. Race seven, Munns leads us off here. The rampant handicap, and they're all there to start. Benchmark 78, 1,200 metres. Yes, and uh, Rainbow Connection here is our toppy for Maddie Dunn, and it is a $5 chance. We've got American President second up today at $10. Vranelli uh, also second up here at $7. Delexo, they're going to try the earmuffs uh, in the race here for Delexo. It's had them pre-race before, but uh, in the race uh, for Delexo at $26. Devil's Throat, a nasal strip goes on there at $6.50. So am I at $10. Testador Silence is a $9 chance. Livoire with the blinkers off at $126. Broken Arrows is a $10 chance. Starberetta at $10. And uh, Amathuba is a $5.50 chance. Uh, most popular runner is the bottom one here at Amathuba. $7. Got into as short as 5 Back to five fifty. dollars uh, Has about half as much again. A uh, little between Starberetta. Uh, it's been nine fifty up to as much as eleven is now ten and Rainbow Connection the toppy is five five fifty five and fourth pick would be Vranelli. But a good betting race, money for quite a few of them and a lot of form out of Kembler here, boys. Some speedy type spread as they settle down here. Yeah, Brunelli looks your leader. Devil's Throat probably keeps him company sitting outside the lead. I think Testator Silence takes advantage of Barry One and the big boy, Rainbow Connection, all 660 kilos of him. He probably just gets the one-out one back and gets his chance again here, Ray. Yeah, and I think Armathuba should get a nice run as well, Brad, and I've got her on top. I thought there were, she did enough first up at Kembla when it didn't quite go her way, but she was still there until the last 50 metres and has beaten to third spot in that blanket finish in the race won by Starberetta. She's second up here. She can only improve. She gets in on limit of 54. Run of the race stuff, she gets a tick there. I think 11 Armathuba will be hard to beat. One rainbow connection, you won't miss him. He's such a big horse, as Brad said, and his two runs back have been super. Nine broken arrows. Still can't believe he lost that race at Kembley the other day, uh, Brad, but he was second up that day. He's going very well. Third up here looks hard to beat. And five devils throat. Uh, Peter Snowden gave a nice push for a consistent underrated sprinter who ran well at Rose Hill a month ago, but likes his race's space, so he comes right into this contest as well. Another very open race, Brad, 11, 1, 9 and 5 for mine. Yeah, it is an open race, isn't it? I've gone the way of so am I here. I just thought he was a, a good roughie to throw into the mix. There's been some support for him. I think his two runs this time back have been a little bit hidden. Last time out, he was just undone by a wide gate, uh, turned into a bit of a dash home, and his late splits were quite good. Just forgive the fact that I've got the, the world's loudest printer going in the background here. But 6-1, 11 3-1, one, Rainbow Connection. I thought he was a little bit disappointing last start, but my read was similar to Matt's in that maybe he just peaked on his run there. Second up. 1,000 to 1,200 metres, uh, no excuses now though, third up he should be at his top and he'll carry the weight being a, a big strong horse. 11, Emma Thuba, if there's one mare you want to take out of that Starberetta race last time out, it was her, she covered ground, she was fantastic, albeit the race was run two lengths slower overall time than the Colts and Geldings, uh, and three, Vranelli, fitter for that first up effort uh, and he'll give a sight, 6, 1, 11 and 3. It's 11, 10, 1 and 5 for Darren. 11, Amathuba to beat one, uh, 10, Starberetta. Uh, puts one, Rainbow Connection for third. And five, at Devil's Throat. So 11, 10, 1, 5 for Darren in race seven. Race eight, Rose Hill Gardens is the Furphy Handicap. Uh, Munns will have a benchmark 88 going over the 1,400 metres here, race eight. 
Yeah, brutality. He'll have his eyes to the sky next week, hoping we get a bit of moisture in the track for the Ingham, where he'll be in next Saturday. But he runs today, and he's a $9 chance. Ashman, with the synthetic hoof filler on today, returns at $16. Soldier of Love is out, no deduction. Super Strike at $10. Titanium Power, the blinkers go back on at $8. Shakiro is a $15 chance. Katili at $8.50. Mr. Dependable at 15 Impasse at 34 Sulamur is a $4.60 chance. Al Mahaha for Tash Burley at $51. Cavalier Charles is our favourite and clear favourite now at $3.90 and that's in from $4.20 this morning. Maran Parr is out. He'll go to Nowra tomorrow. Four cents a win and four cents a place. Good luck to Nowra with their cup tomorrow. Uh, defi- a deficit at $23. Mahagoni out, no deduction. Constant Flight out, no deduction. And Ruby Tuesday out, no deduction. Well, he is the most popular runner, Cavalier Charles. And he's about 40% of the total hold on the race here. But clearly the best supported runner. In fact, four times the amount of money on him than his nearest rival, which is Sir Lemur. Uh Third pick would be Shakiro. And no change to it this morning. And next pick would be Super Strike. And after that printing, Brad, if you want to lend of a stapler, I've got a very, very good one here. <laughs> I do need to upgrade my stapler, actually. Um Favourite's drawn to get a nice enough run here? Yeah, yeah, he does. I think that's why he's so popular, because it just sets up so well, doesn't it? So he covered mm-hmm. ground there last start. Cavalier Charles, that shouldn't be an issue issue here for a much kinder draw, and there's good speed. So the likes of Ashman, uh, you've got Titanium Power with the shades going back on, Mr Dependable first up, but he'll roll forward, and Coda Hill won't be far away either. He probably just takes a trail here. So, yeah, Cavalier Charles, every possible chance in the run here, Ray. Yeah, I'm with him, Brad, uh, for those reasons, and he's had the three runs back. He was a very good fourth in the Kosciuszko, second up, and then last start, as you mentioned, Brad, he was never on the track. Still had the temerity to go out after Fender and make a race, but beaten three quarters of length on the line there at Randwick on Cup Day. He's bursting to win a race, and he gets his opportunity here from the favourable draw. He's the one to beat 12, Cavalier Charles. From the 10, Sir Lemur had a little... Uh, a six-week break between runs, but she was very good there at Flemington on Oaks Day, running third behind her stablemate Roots in the Inglis bracelet, and she's a good mare when right. Um, Seven Cotelli uh, did win well at Rose Hill, two runs back, and if he can get any sort of uh, control up front or the right sort of run, he'll be in the finish again. He didn't have much luck at Newcastle last start. And Brad, very interested in what brutality does today. Obviously, he's trying to defend... Um, he's winning the Villiers, the Ingham, next week. Uh, he has to carry the 64.5. Was very good at Kembler in the gong. He likes racing on the backup. So whatever he does today, make sure you keep him in your notes for the, the Ingham next week. He's working up to another big race win. 12 Cavalier Charles on top, 12, 10, 7 and 1. Way of Cota Hill at the odds here, mainly on that odds perspective on that basis. So 7, 12, 10 and 5. I think Cota Hill comes out of a pretty deep race there last start. One by Coal Crusher, the likes of Wahaha Falls was thereabouts, and the talk was thereabouts, Democracy Manifest. So, all this is the same grade of race. I think it's a $4.60 chance there. Now we're getting $8.50. So, I think that's fair enough on an each way basis. 12, Cavalier Charles, he's getting short enough, but I can see uh, why there has been support there. He's very hard to beat. He gets a likeable setup. Uh, he raced deep into his preparation really well last time in. I can't see that changing here, if anything. Maybe improves again of what he did there last uh, 10. Sir Lemur, her best, puts her right in the finish here. Just a little query in terms of 
Her best, most recent form is on tracks with a bit of sting out of the ground. So she, can she replicate that on a firmer surface? We'll find out today. And I've got him in the mix, Titanium Power. Don't really know what to do with him. Uh, it was a bit disappointing there last start. There's no getting around that, but it was almost too bad to be true. So Shade's going on. Uh, he is well placed, placed to bounce back to his best, but you've got to take him on trust. 7, 12, 10 and 5. It's 4, 12, 14 and 1 for Darren. 4, Super Strike uh, to be 12, Cavalier Charles, 14, Deficit and 1, Brutality. 4, 12, 14 1 for Darren in race 8. Race 9 we go to now, Munns, the Kiora Prague Handicap. Sprinters here, benchmark 88, 1100 metres. Yeah, Wisdom of Water, scratch from Brisbane to stay here. Tongue Tie on and the Winkers on at $26. All-time legend at 19 Key Lago at 7 Lord Olympus now with Annabelle Nisham. The cross nose man goes on. The blinkers come off and it's a $13 chance. Mossman Gorge at $71. On the lead, also scratch from Brisbane to stay here at 13 The Bopper with a cross nose band on at 10 Munitions out, $0.03 cents a win and $0.02 cents a place. Super Pursuit, interesting runner uh, at $12. I Am Me, shortest price favourite of the day at $1.70. And Invincible Kiss is a $19 chance. Well, um... What's this? Uh, about 85% of the money on the race here is I am me. $2.30. Was $2.30 all in, went up $2.30 final field, and since has been 180, 170, 165, 170, and has, uh, what, uh, 15 times the amount of money on its nearest rival, which is the ex Kiwi, now trained by Richard Collard at Warwick Farm. Super pursuit. Bryce is a bit worried about how the map plays out here. Brad, should he be? Yeah, I think he, he should be. Uh, when you look at this race on paper, you think, well, maybe that's a bit of a sticky draw, but then you break it down. There's no real obvious leader. So mm-hmm. every chance I and me just go straight to the front, rack him and stack him, and proves a little bit too sharp, especially after the scratching of Munitions, who looked a horse that maybe could apply a little bit of pressure to I and me, at least in the middle stages. What settles in behind, I think Invincible Kiss has to come across and, and probably sit handy. And Wisdom of Water, I think they'd be hoping that he can park up just in behind the speed here, Ray. Yeah, I see it the same way, Brad. Um, she was so good, wasn't she, I am me, when she resumed at Rose Hill there a month ago. Broke 1-3 for the 1,100, almost broke 33 seconds, the last 600 when she leapt down from the top of the straight and one eased down. She's a talented mare. Had a tick over trial since, and look, it just sets up beautifully for her here. The 10 IME, 3 Key Largo. I'm convinced he's going better than ever, but he'll be giving uh, the favour to start from the turn. No horse will finish faster than him, but whether he can run down IME, that's the query. Six on the lead and seven, the bopper. Both are returned in good order, but they're, they're up against a pretty smart mare here, Brad. 10 IME on top, 10, 3, 6 and 7. Yeah, she's hard to tip against, isn't she, given the setup? Um, I think this is this is obviously harder. I don't know if she beat a lot there last start with due respect to her rivals, but she only went into that with one soft trial, and I guess you can only beat what's there, and she did it pretty pretty well, didn't she? she so she's a mare, certainly on the up, and she just gets everything to suit here. So, yep, short enough, but mighty hard to beat. Three, Key Largo, he's going to need a few things go his way, but he's never raced better. Uh, that was evidenced by his first up win, and he raced out of his grade there last time out. You'd like to think a second to Athelric stacks up quite nicely for a benchmark 88, albeit he's getting back up in the weights now. Nine, Super Pursuit. Munns mentioned that he is a fascinating runner here, and he is the wild card in the race. If there's something that could knock off this favourite, maybe it's him. Uh, it's the first time we've seen him at the races in a while, a year on the sidelines. But you go back through his form, and I know you've got to pick through little bits and pieces of it, but he did beat Rockin' Horse. 
one day Ellerslie. So big market watch on Golden 7, the bopper. Gets a six kilo weight swing on Key Largo and we haven't seen him since. A nice little freshen up and he generally responds to that kind of uh, preparation. 10, 3, 9 and 7. 10 on top for Darren to beat 9, 3 and 4. 10, 9, 3, 4 for Darren in race 9. 10th and last we go to Munns now. The Merry Christmas members handicap. A benchmark 72, 1500 metres last of the day. Yeah, still plenty of opportunity to become a member of the OTC and get all those benefits that the members get. Uh, Karma Guy, the Mudgy Cup winner, qualified, well, eligible now for the big dance next year is out. Seven cents a win and seven cents a place. Turistic, the lugging bit goes on and the synthetic hoof filler on both fronts and the off hind, and it is a $7 chance. Estadio Mastala with the earmuffs pre-race, our favourite at $1.90. Rebel County out, one cent the win, nothing the place. Three wise men out, no deduction. Mandaboss is a $14 chance. Akahata out, two cents a win and nothing the place. Danish Prince, Timmy Clarkie rider there at 19. Tidal Creek, back as a gelding and with the blinkers off at $21. Sea Treasures out, two cents a win, nothing the place. African Daisy out, nine cents a win and ten cents a place. Hollywood North out, to tell you what, it was going to be stiff if it got beat yesterday. Two cents a win and one cent a place. Cloudland out, seven cents a win and seven cents a place. Newly wed at five fifty in the summertime at 20 and tender eyes is a $6 chance. Uh, well, I'd say putters have been holding off to bet in this race because there were so many dual acceptors and most of them have been scratched here. So uh, the most popular runner in the race is the favourite in Estadio Mastala and it is uh, just under... Well, just under double the investment on the second pick, which is Tenderize. Now, it's seven into six this morning, Tenderize, off no great money this morning, and that's after all the scratchings. Third pick is Manda Boss, who's got a twist out this morning, uh, 12, 13, now 14. And the next pick would be Newly Wed. What does the favourite do? Brad, just, we saw him the other day, lo- what, lob along in behind them somewhere and then produced? Well, I guess the barrier doesn't seem quite as scary now after this mm-hmm. race has been savaged by scratchings. So, yeah, he'll just sit out the back and instead of giving away a 10-length head start, maybe it's only three-length head start here. So I think Tenderize will probably find the front now. You've got Danish Prince, won't be far away, and Tidal Creek first up here, resuming as a gelding. Uh, probably takes advantage of a, a lack of speed in this race to be handy as well, Ray. Yeah, all those scratchings certainly help Estadio Mistala. And what he showed at his Australian debut, Brad, um, looked to be in a touch of trouble coming to the home turn, but in two or three bounds, he had taken control of the race. He's got a really good turn of foot, unbeaten in two starts, former English galloper. I guess the only little query, Brad, if it is a query, is he's staying at 1,500, but he might just be a very, very good miler. He looks an above-average talent, three, Estadio Mistala on top, 14 newly wed, one at the same Rose Hill meeting at the midweeks that Estadio Mistala did last month, ran very similar times and also looked an above-average talent as she unleashed out wide. She's not out of the, this race at all. Too touristic, we heard from Peter Snowden earlier. Nice import, trial well at Randwick recently, wonder watch and 16 tenderize the best of the rest. Three Estadio Mistala on top, 3, 14, 2 and 16 in the last. 3, 6, 14, 15 for me, Estadio Mistala, hard enough to beat. He looks uh, an import that can skip through the grade. Six Mandaboss, that form through Chemaguire, got a bit of a form upgrade there yesterday, uh, the winner of the Mudgee Cup, so he can only run well. Uh, didn't really 
Ron suit there last time out behind Tamerlane, a sprint home. 14 newlywed, she's still learning, uh, but she's progressive. And 15 in the summertime, I don't think she's completely out of it here at, at big odds. So 3, 6, 14 and 15. Best of the day for me comes up in race 4, number 7, Frumos. I was going to make the best value, Shibley, but that price is long gone. Race 6, number 4, but Frumos, give her a cheer. Good on you, Brad. We'll let you go and get to the races. Thanks, guys. Brad Gray, thank you. Numbers for Darren in the last 14. Uh, newly wed, a good thing. 14 is special to beat 3, 6 and 9. 14, 3, 6 and 9 for Darren in the last. Ray, what are you keenest on today? Yeah, on a day where there is a few shorties, isn't there, Rich? I think race 4, number 7, Frumos, like Brad, about the 2.40, I think Glenn mentioned earlier. Uh, she's better the day for mine. Good on you, Ray. See you during the week. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rich. Okay, Ray Thomas, Brad Gray, Glenn Munsey.